Welcome back to the Elevated State Podcast. This is a special episode because I'm the one doing the intro. Um, our special guest today is Emma. She is the fastest growing Spaces host. She's an amazing content creator. I love her writing. Um, and she's very humble for the stuff she pulls in. She's been growing like crazy. And best part, she is a really good friend of mine. So welcome, Emma. We're really glad to have you on. Um, first thing, uh, would you like to introduce yourself to our audience? Yes. Hi, Trong and Matt. I'm excited to be here. And my name is Emma, last name Chang. Um, you can find me on X, um, E-M-M-A-C-H-E-U-N-G. Um, I would say, really, I wouldn't even call myself a creator, but I guess I'm trying to be a creator uh, on X. But um, I'm coming from the arts and design field and education field and just currently experimenting online and trying to build something. That's so cool. Um, so a little backstory with Emma and I. Um, me and her met through Dan Coe's Digital Economics, and we met through the Discord, and then eventually um, we both moved on to like X or Twitter at the time, and we DM'd each other, and we've known each other since. Like, um, me and her have been on a call, like a networking call, and she's really cool, and um, she's been killing it on Spaces. So, um, like, what got you into Spaces, Emma? Like, why did you want to start up? in the spaces pretty much. Yeah, so spaces is this like audio thing that Twitter or X has. Um, I never had an idea of like, I wanted to start on spaces to be honest. Um, it was like a feature that like, one day I just saw this like purple thing pop up on my homepage. And then it was like, what is that? okay so I click on it and I landed in a room that I did not even know like what's going on so I just I'm in this room but I'm on uh, clubhouse before so I was oh is this something like clubhouse where you enter into a room people just be chatting and it's really funny uh people who were in that room um with me I think I was there for around like 15 20 minutes and they're all like really good friends of mine now um you know including they're always they're all my spaces and timeline and stuff like that uh it quickly just it's a really casual chat of like okay people just talking about like um family friends relationship like we're giving dating advice this random guy <laughs> now is my good friend um uh, coach Iceman. uh yeah and then and then turn into something like jokey and funny uh and i just thought it was really interesting it was my first experience with space. Um, never thought of I would do anything different. Um, but later on, I kind of uh, was always toiling with the idea. I think I would talk to Trump before. I love listening to podcasts, interviews. Like, I, that's my jam. So I was like, maybe one day I'll do something like what you guys are doing. So, yeah, I just basically spitting this out to people um, that I love podcasts and um and i was talking to you know other friends about it and uh one of my friend greg he was talking about his life story about uh he did a really cool ass like dating app thing 
this actually started with one of my posts. So I I love watching reality TV show. Like I had to take pride in it. I was just talking about it online, and he's like, "Yeah, I hate that show, man. Like, um, they stole my idea with a dating a dating app thing." And I'm like, "Oh, what?" The- what is that? Like, can you tell me more about that? Like, you had a dating app, like you you made a dating app. And then that was like the train of like, can you talk to me more about a dating app? I need like, sufficient time to like dig into this. It's like super interesting to me. And then he basically just like, he knew I wanted to do a podcast. He was like, let's do a space together. So he literally invited me to ask me to host a space with him. So that just kind of happened. That was my first space um really random to be honest and uh i'm just grateful for for it and grateful for him ever since and now i see it as a practicing ground for me <laughs> i still want to start a podcast trust me guys <laughs> and so like this is my this is my um testing ground and training ground for me uh to talk to people and just you know get more comfortable with myself so that's that for me currently that's awesome. That's awesome. And I don't, I don't know too much about you. Like this is our first time meeting. So for the viewers, like what, what is it you talk about on your personal brand? What is it you do outside of spaces, etc.? Yeah. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Um, <laughs> yes, this is something that I am this week. I'm literally is like spending a lot of time trying to figure out how I would construct my brand. I don't, I believe I don't have one yet. Currently, I just talk about um, business, communication, um, and sales, leadership, this kind of like things that I do in my normal life. So I was like, okay, I can talk about it online, but I haven't really cohesively uh, established a brand yet, which Trung has a really good brand. I believe, Matt, you probably have a really good idea about yours as well. So I, to be honest, I really don't have a solid one. And that's my goal for myself to find that for myself uh, in the next week or so, maybe two weeks, maybe this month. Um, so what I do in my uh, real, real life, what I do in my RL is um, I, I uh, help, I'm kind of like an education consultant. Um, I help um, students. Uh, kids from maybe fourth grade, sometimes all the way to high school, to plan out their education pathway. Uh, usually, these kids or these family want to get into an Ivy League or U.S. top thirty colleges, or they want to mm-hmm. go into arts and design. Let's say I aspire to be a fashion designer or illustrator. My family they don't know nothing about it. Uh, I need some professional help with skill building, um, mentorship, uh, planning, a career planning, what's good for me, what's the past that's good for me. So they will kind of come to me um, and then we'll do a consultation, planning, and um, we'll also have classes for them to do the skill building and everything. So we help them through wherever they started in their journey and then end in when they get into the school, basically. And sometimes we also deal with transfer transfer students, adult students for graduate school sometimes as well. So that's kind of what I do uh, in my real life. Um, I also do some uh, class or curriculum design for like uh, high schools, um, public K- K-12 high schools and um, elementary and middle school here. Um, 
my background is actually in art and design. So I used to be a gallery artist and a UX UI designer. So uh, that's kind of my background. I really love helping kids who are creative and want to get into design or art, um, which is a very hard thing to do, right? And and then be successful mm. at it. So I I had that passion of like trying to help them through it. Um, so I kind of uh, sometimes I will like uh, write up some uh, curriculums, and in the public school I need it, and they would love to have a art curriculum or classes. A lot of schools actually don't offer art um and music uh, mm. surprisingly um and and i will have some teachers so i will have my curriculum train my teachers and have these teachers teach my curriculum at those schools so that's another side project i do um but mainly it's college admission stuff yeah actually I have, some, I have something to add um, on that um because i'm currently in high school and that's amazing to hear because at least from what i've seen a lot of schools don't really give enough time to students. They throw them into the into the wilderness of trying to find that college or career path they're looking for just in senior year. And I go to a college prep school and they're still doing that is from what I found. It's like they keep you in the yeah. basic curriculum all the way through. They don't give you any direction on what you really want to do. They just kind of leave you to the wolves to find it out. So it's awesome that, that there's people like you out there that are, providing opportunities in, in different ways for um, for students and young people to find the careers that they actually want to do. Yes, so. totally. <laughs> like, I'm so glad that you brought it up. And I'm here if you need any help as well. Uh, myself, I came to the U.S. as a, like, international student. So for me, it's like, mm. at the time, it was even more like, I, I literally don't know what to do and I did not know any information like schools and career I could choose so that's been really really hard um and I I understood like how hard it could be and like just lost people can be in this process and um competition is is just only amounting and not really like relenting oh, yeah. nowadays so um I hear a lot from my students I relay really hard so that's why I wanted to help them because I personally found it so hard. It was, uh, it really it was really hard time for me. Um, I did not have the guidance what, back then, and um, and I, and then I kind of spent a lot of years to like trying to figure this season things out through college and grad school. And now I could save these mm -hmm. students more time and energy, and they could get even more success than I I, I could in a short amount of time. So really save them time and energy mm -hmm. and get better results for them. That's sick. Like, it's so cool that, like, you're doing a bunch of extra stuff outside of just, like, X and Twitter and, like, spaces. Just because, like, a lot of creators, they they get so focused into, okay, work is number one and I have to only focus on work. I can't be doing other things. But, yeah. like, you're li like Emma is living proof that, you know, you, you can build outside of work. Like, there's more, than there's more to life than just building online and making money and doing all of that stuff and like emma she's absolutely killing it like her spaces she's bringing in like these crazy guys like you brought in like dakota dakota robertson and eddie kwan like what is your process when you like reach out to these big guys and like like kind of pitch to them i guess yeah um my story i was kind of inconsistent i guess like 
I kind of follow my intuition in terms of my guest because uh, maybe it's like you guys. Um, I really I follow like the big creators, the podcaster that I like. Um, you know, Joe Rogan, all of that stuff. So I tend to want to interview people that I find interesting and I personally vibe with. So I kind of just go with the flow. Like sometimes it's kind of like um, I do a little bit of reaching out, but sometimes like the relationship just happens. Um, for example, like uh, Greg was my first guest and he was kind of already my friend already. And then after that, um, with Dakota was because um, I actually didn't think about making this a thing. Like um, I didn't know where to take with this, even though I started the first interview. Um, then later on, I actually was talking to Dakota uh, before the space thing came out. So like uh, we were talking about his cohort. I was asked, like, we're talking about like, how I can improve my writing. Uh, he was asking me if I want to be in his ghostwriter agency. <laughs> Hi, Dakota. And I said, oh, wow. I'm not trying to be a ghostwriter, but I am trying to improve my writing. Um, can he recommend any me? What should I do with that? So we're just talking about, you know, uh, his friend, uh, Karen Drew's class and stuff like that. So we were talking before and then he was following me before as well. And then the conversation just came up like, you know, do you want to just do a, uh, um, uh, a space with me? Last time I spoke with Greg with these things and then he just said, yeah, let's do it. So like, and then, yeah, we were also chatting about other stuff on offline so with Dakota it was really natural because we kind of like is getting familiar with each other already so it wasn't really like a hard like cool outreach but um later on with other guests it's kind of like I was um I had some people that I've been DMing and I felt like um we both like had a connection. For example, I did another space with um, Lift Your Mind and Face Ninja. They're really supportive of me. Like they always shot me mm. out like beforehand already. Like they, like they, I hope they, 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 they like the stuff that I, what I do. I feel like, and I also really like, really love what they do as well. So I feel like that relationship is like pretty solid. Um, and then I just reached out again to at CI this um, thing. Like, do you want to share um, whatever you want to share? And then um, I make sure this podcast is more about, or this space is more about uh, for beginners. Um, so might, they might reach a different like audience, and um, and then they're usually really nice. Um, and yeah, I think most people is like kind of like organic of like um, we have been talking a little bit, and then um, I just felt like this might be a good guest um, to come onto the show. That's like so cool. Um, it kind of shows the power of like networking, right? Um, yeah. Because on X, like these big creators like respond. They respond to DMs, but you just have to be able to um, be a normal human being. Like I, I remember Dakota the other day. I think yesterday Dakota made a post about um, he, like he made a video of like the like uh of him like kind of poo pooing on people who network kind of weirdly and he he was making fun of like oh like um uh, asking how's your journey is in a way to network and you have to be unique like you have to sound like a human being you can't be like a bot you know <laughs> and it's not like it's not like emma is like this crazy huge um like creator she's at like 16 1700 followers and she's getting 
she's talking to these big big like 200,000 plus creators um but like it, it it's so important because i i what i realized when like i was small on um x was that networking's huge like you have to get your name out there you have to go meet other people or else you're just going to get drowned out and if you're going to take away one thing from this is you have to go network you have to go make friends you have to go meet people it's called social media for a reason and if you don't do that you're missing out big time bro big time it's um yeah it's an interesting thing i wouldn't say i'm like pretty good with it to be honest actually in the real world like i was actually i would say i'm super freaking awkward in networking events like i feel <laughs> very uncomfortable like I've done it, you know, like before when you have to go to job hunting and you go to the business yeah. conferences or whatever, and you have this group of people in this room and then you're like, have your resume in your hand, you're about to like go in and everybody just knows. Like, and you have this, and they're also already clicks, like talking to each other and you have to like squeeze in and like slowly, I, I'm so awkward with it. Um, oh my God, it gives me so much mental trouble thinking about. So I'm honestly, I'm, I'm not really good at networking and one thing I I found was that just don't like attach too much outcome to like mentally with talking to anybody because like for me it's like if I vibe with somebody like because my personality is different than yours like you might not vibe with him the same way but you might be vibing with someone else that's like that, that's matched with you because like that's what how I feel. Like I don't feel like everybody I talk to, they're like definitely gonna be interested in talking to me. You know, like I feel like the, pe the people who came onto my space are they definitely like what I'm doing. They already have a liking uh, to yeah, whatever it, it may be. I actually don't know, right? So I think just not feeling like whenever you reach out, like they have to be your friend or they have to respond because. I feel like just like dating, not everybody's going to click with you, right? But you will find the person that like yeah. will be vibing with you. I think that's important in terms of like just thinking about that that way. Yeah, that's that's so true. And actually, that's how I found Trung because we, we didn't know each other in real life. We still haven't seen each other in real life. He lives in Minneapolis. I'm in Sarasota, Florida. And I just sent him a DM on Instagram and I didn't ask for anything. I just was genuine. I wrote a, a newsletter about it recently and I went through the entire process. It was like how to do, as like how to build a network of gold. And it's the same across all platforms because people are people. All you have to do is don't, don't ask weird questions. I used to do that on Facebook, trying to close coaching clients. Don't be like, oh, so like, you know, how's your journey? It's just not going to work. You just got to be genuine. And it's so important. Like Trung was saying, it's social media for a reason. You have to be social if you want to grow your brand. I mean, that is the definition of a personal brand is having connections there with real people. So it, it, I 100% agree with everything you're saying. Yeah. That's so crazy that I now I knew <laughs> Matt actually DM troll, which is that's, that's so interesting. That's cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So how did that yeah. work? For um, you? How did that feel for you, Trong, on your end? When you get oh my gosh it was that. it's really it's a really funny story because we've talked about this on the podcast and uh he, what he told me was like he said he liked my content and then we hopped on a call um like how you and i did emma and what happened was i saw him for the first time and i thought he was kind of 
he was kind of a loser. I thought he was a loser. First impression. <laughs> but, 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 um, I mean, not, I'm just saying that cause like me and him are just chilling at this point, but like yeah. he gave a, he, he gave a solid first impression. Like he, um, he was just a normal dude, like DMing me. Like he, like it was just him like complimenting like my content and he, him saying he liked it. And eventually yeah. like now we're, we talk every day and stuff and we're just homies at this point. So it's like, all it takes is just a DM pretty much. And like, you have to be human. That's too crazy to it. think about. Like, yeah. I think many people, I'm definitely a normal NCP person on the internet. Like I first time building on a, on a platform and like first time hopping on calls with like face to face with like, other people like strangers you could say and um the whole thing is so kind of blows my mind a little bit too yeah um i want to relay back to a point you said earlier you said um you were still figuring out like what you were do trying to do like on social media um what's like your long-term vision um as a whole with social media do you want to do more like just straight up like podcasts or do you have like other stuff you want to do with with it specifically yes um so you know coming from like an off i don't want to say like offline background like my first initial thought is to to be honest bring my um college consulting admission business or whatever online and then um find more people who might be interested or useful to, for the service um but now it's have been changing a little bit because i think my mind has been open a little bit about like um with online there's actually a lot of freedom where like you don't have to be so service specific like you could just be more audience specific of like solving a problem for a group of people than just like you know now i'm having business i have this really like solid service offer for this thing but I could, with the whole personal branding thing, it's possible because I see other people do it so well. I can expand this even a little bit and explore other things that I could offer, which um, I did have a lot of ideas for and uh, things I wanted to share, which I might not be able to offer in my usual service. Um, things mm -hmm. like um, I do a lot of like parenting advice, big sister advice. Um, career, um, job search, and then I like, also do like just self-development and productivity uh, because I have certain uh, experience dealing with having ADHD, didn't diagnose it until adulthood, and then struggling it and then trying to figure it out and came out kind of okay through like college and research and all of that. Uh, so I have a certain systems and things that I I offer to my students sometimes, like sometimes for free. Sometimes my parents will ask me to mm, do this specific thing uh, for the kids or something. Is Sometimes it's emotional. Um, you could say mindset coaching or like um, therapy coaching where like the, they don't have confidence in something building. It could be some speaking. It could be uh, mental strength. It could be like emotion regulation. It could be like family conflict, how to deal with people who, don't support you in what you wanted to do, like how to communicate that clearly or present your idea because kids who wanted to study art or design usually have to convince a lot of people <laughs> in their life of yeah. like why did you should do it. So we do a lot of work on that and how to present your work, right? How to talk about your work. 
to other people. So there are like a lot of things, I guess, I came to work out with people that I felt like and myself I could offer. And that's kind of tied into the big group of people I've been thinking about. I really care about the creatives. And then I also really care about the younger, not younger, you know, people my age or people like Gen Z, a, a little bit like a, a few steps before. Um, and then in relation, I also care about like um, family dynamics because uh, it does matter a lot. So communication in terms of that. So if I can help like parents with any tips of like how to communicate with your kids, um, that that makes me happy because that would make the kid happy. Like that would basically, you know, like it's just a lot easier uh, if you have a good communication with everybody in your life. And um, so, and women, I'm really also like a big fan of like helping women as well. Um, Cause I feel like there's a bit more information out there. That's like not confusing. <laughs> um, and uh, I wish basically what I wish to have, like when I came to America as a, international student um uh, as somebody who did not have a support family here like I had to figure a lot of things on my own so I felt like I could offer that what I found out to other people uh I haven't packaged that up yet um so I'm seeing social media as a channel for me to like advertise uh kind of like bring that knowledge to uh nurture that relationship with people um, get them to know about like my philosophies and what I have learned um, and then maybe have the podcast to be this content main content thing maybe a podcast and acts will be the main content thing and then um, there will be whatever comes to that maybe it could be cohort it could be courses it could be I literally don't know group coaching or consulting I don't know um, yeah that's in my mind right now to be honest like in terms of how it will come to fruition, I don't know. So that's just my 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 updates for you. Sweet. Yeah. And like I was saying, I think I, we talked about this before, um, but that time when you're in high school and you're young, it can be extremely stressful. And I'm lucky in my case. You know, I'm an entrepreneur and my parents are entrepreneurs, so I got lucky. But for the kid who is wants to be an entrepreneur. And I see this often as actually a friend like this, who goes to my high school, he wants to do his own thing. He wants to follow his own path, but it's like with him and his parents. And so having somebody like you there to walk young people through that process, it could be one of the hardest times of their life. It's just amazing. And I've never seen, I've never seen anything like this that you're doing, which is awesome. So I'm, I'm wishing the best for you with your personal brand. And thank you so much, Matt. Hopefully. <laughs> Thank you so much and, uh, because what are you, what are you planning on? Yeah, your, oh, continue. Sorry. I have a question after that, but yeah, go ahead. Oh, what were, yeah. What were you, what, what are some upcoming spaces that you're going to be doing? Um, yes. Upcoming spaces. Um, a couple great ones. Uh, I have one with, um, Justin C. Scott. Um, he is a course grader. Yeah. On X. And then I have another one with Wise Philosophy. Um, he's another kind of a philosophy um, account uh, on X. And then um, the next one also have one with Virgil and Kaylin Simmons coming up. That's like the the next one. That's crazy. 
Um, so let's say some people, let's say someone in the audience wants to start out a space, um, particularly me. Like I want to start my own spaces, um, but I, I'm asking for everybody else, right? I'm asking for everybody else. What advice would you give those who want to start their own like space on X or like some sort of podcast on X? Yes. Um, I think I, I, I would commend, I, I definitely would be so happy and commend you to start based space on X uh, because there are actually like a lot of possibilities uh, can happen uh, on spaces that can help you align with your brand. Um, currently, I, for me, for example, I have this chat with uh, my mentor, Greg, as well. Um, like, currently for me, because I'm interested in, like, interview podcasting, and I don't have a solid brand and offer yet, so I just kind of stick to the format that I enjoy, which is interviewing and talking to another person. Um, and my also like me practicing speaking to bigger creators like that's also a practice right so that's kind of like my intention but it my space will probably change uh, uh when i establish a brand and offer because you know everything will kind of like aligns with that topic now so i can see that changing mm -hmm. with my space with the interview um um i might shift from a little bit from creator space um but depending what i do but there are so many possibilities of helping your brand and your audience grow and connect through space. I think the main thing is like, what's your goal with the space? Like, do you want to have a more nurturing audience connection? Or do you want to get like fresh leads? Do you want to do a networking space? Or do you want to just spread knowledge and build authority? Like there's different intentions that go into that. And I see my friends, like a lot of people who are doing great spaces on X are uh, doing different form, form, uh, formats with their space. And they're like hard hitters. They don't, they're not doing interviews thing that I do. They're also doing like, some are doing workshops or doing like lectures. Some are doing like, yeah, like uh, think tank, uh, pit, doing pitches, critiques. Um, they're all very unique and really on brand and they build like a loyal follower who uh, tunes up in their tune into their space every week uh, once you get like a momentum going and you can get up to a lot of really big room if you like so I would just say be creative with it and then like um, explore the format that works with your goal and just be consistent with it yeah and when it comes to X, and I found this out with, with Trung, because he moved from Instagram, I'm still on Instagram, he moved from Instagram to X, is that the, like, you can build a really, really, really loyal following just through sharing personal experiences, doing spaces. It's a little bit tougher on different platforms. That's why I'm looking at X uh, potentially as, a, as another, uh, another output for my brand. Um, it's not as powerful as like Instagram stories where people are just, clicking through where someone has to actually want to listen to you for a long period of time. And once you get them to, it becomes much easier to turn your brand into a business, you know, to become a, a monetized creator because people build that real connection. They learn, they learn everything about you and they like you, they like you and they trust you as a person. Then the next natural step is of course your product. No. Exactly. And I, 
really like admire you guys who are building on Instagram and other platforms, you know, because, um, well, I'm just a consumer on Instagram, honestly, but um, for X, it gives me a lot of safety net because uh, I'm not as advanced as you guys in terms of in your offers and what you do. So it can let me to be a lot more scrappy with it. Like can be like, hey, today I'm going to talk about sales and tomorrow I'm going to talk about like um, education. And then my follower, uh, my audience would be okay with it. Like if I change and they'll give me like feedback of like, okay, I'm going to post this story and I see how people like it. And maybe I talk about this on the space and I see people how like it. I can get like, really firsthand like in-person anecdotes of how they like it and then once i have that solid thing maybe i'll definitely consider move to other platforms as well so um, mm -hmm. that's kind of like what i was thinking that's really that's really cool like the point on um <clears throat> your audience enjoying whatever you put out i feel like that's what makes x stand out out of all the other platforms like on I spent well over a year on Instagram. Um, I met really cool people over there. Um, but I was the only thing I was able to do was pro post like productivity advice. And whenever I like post, tried posting like some personal stuff, it just didn't do well. But like on X, yeah. like you could, <laughs> Matt, but like you can. Yeah, you, you have can... to aim for attention on Instagram. You can't, you can't be <laughs> genuine or authentic. It just doesn't work. I'm going to be honest that you have to make. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just upset. But, but like on X, you're able to talk about um like yourself, your your backstory, and all these other awesome things, and branch out into different topics, and people still enjoy your content because they like you, right? Like they they're focused on you. They enjoy your stuff. They like your personality, and that is why um people show up on Spaces too. Like if you're gonna host a space, like people are going to have to like you you have to be somewhat interesting right so that is why in my opinion um x stands out because of the people like the people here are sick like i i, I don't really know what else to say about it like all the creators on x that i've met personally like on calls and stuff and even in dms like they're all really chill and cool and relaxed like there's so many different um backstories of people and as a whole, like everyone's building and it's really cool to see, especially like Emma's like spaces and stuff. Like I've been, um, stalking her spaces. Sometimes I'll hop in and like, listen for like 20 minutes and 30, 30 minutes and I'll leave. Um, but like, she's killing it. Um, I love watching your stuff. Like, I think your structure is really well, like your interview structure. Like you have like these questions like lined up and stuff. And it's like, they all bounce off one, one another. And like, it's very structured, very, very structured. And you can tell that like, sometimes I could be a perfectionist and you know, <laughs> but from my Instagram just kills me because my artist designer side kicks in. I feel like I'll have this perfectionist loop, yeah. you know, and then like, it will just like stop me from posting. And if I have to change the theme and I'll like kill myself inside, but X, and um tiktok <laughs> i used to post on chinese tiktok and uh you, you can get a oh, lot yeah. more crazy with it not as thinking about it too much and which helps me personally <laughs> to post yeah yeah with when it comes to creating content especially on other platforms like what i was saying 
um, before when it comes to Instagram. I've just found I'm genuinely upset with Instagram right now because it forces you to dumb down your advice into 60 seconds, actually more like 30 because people won't watch, create hooks that barely deliver on the value that you're giving because you simply don't have enough time. And you can't tell your own story because people don't care on Instagram because they're they're brain dead scrolling, <laughs> to be honest. And so that's that's just why I, I love what Trung is doing on Twitter. I love what you're doing on Twitter. The people are better. I've had some interactions with, with Trung's followers and they're just the best people in the world. And that doesn't mean I don't like my own followers. I do. But everything we're doing everything we're doing with our long form stuff and what you guys are doing with Twitter, it's just the quality of the people you attract is so much better. It's just and it's next level. And with Instagram, you have to nurture and nurture and nurture and reach millions and millions and millions of people to find those people. It's like you need a bigger sample size. Whereas with Twitter, you don't need it because the people you attract, everyone's in one space. You've got these amazing communities. You've got money Twitter. You've got the career economy on Twitter where everyone's trying to do the same thing. And they're all, they all are like-minded. And it's so easy to find those people. So, yeah, that's my dilemma right now. <laughs> This is so fascinating to me, Matt. Um, have you tried TikTok? Like, how do you feel about the Instagram reel and TikTok dynamic? Do you feel like audience on both are just similar mentality of just scrolling entertainment? What do you feel about that? They're the same. It's worse on the TikTok. Same. Much worse. Yeah. Except Pretty on much TikTok, I get bullied by my friends because they use TikTok. On Instagram, yeah. they, don't, they don't comment. But no, yeah. TikTok is for me, my performance is even is even worse on TikTok. If I get like 100 views uh, a video and then it just started to go up in the last three videos, I don't know what happened. I got like 1K on one of the videos, but it's the same mentality. It's the exact same because it's just the same action that you're doing. Someone who wants to read, and I, this is, would be my theory on it, people who like to read or watch longer form content tend to be more intelligent. And this might, this might seem like I'm throwing rocks at people who use Instagram Reels or TikTok because sometimes I do use Instagram Reels, but I'm just saying that like, I don't like scrolling Instagram because it's a brain dead activity, like the real section, not the regular section where you're catching up with your friends and family. No, the, the, the real section where you get just a mix of everything and you're competing with so many different styles of content. You're not necessarily only competing against people who are writing as well, and you win by being more open and being more genuine and being more authentic. Here, it's you win by clickbait. You win by um, more editing. You win by shorter lines. That's the game on Instagram. And I'm nine months deep, so I don't plan on quitting anytime soon. I'm going to win the game I'm playing. But I definitely... I definitely love having this outlet because it allows us to speak our minds. Anyone who's going to watch the podcast, I don't care if we get more lists or like I, 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 I get some reels, I get 20 K views. I'd rather have 20 podcast listeners that are all real and genuine. And they actually care about what we have to say and who we are and being a creator. And that's just really what changed the game for me. That's what I realized when we started this podcast about two months ago is we're attracting the right audience here as opposed to my Instagram which is that's actually yeah so great because oh. like w a lot of people talking about reels youtube shorts tiktok is like the growth content you should be making 
to just get followers. And this perspective is very fresh in terms of like thinking of what those followers are, the quality of it, and what their intention with you, like what they're looking for with you. Maybe just they're not looking for maybe um, investing in a long-term relationship with you. And and I can relate that with like, um, uh, again, some Chinese uh, social media platform as well, because we have the mm-hmm. obviously Chinese TikTok and we have the um, another, you could say, a combination of X and Instagram um, platform. It's more search based. And that's kind of like a mini YouTube per se. Like you go on there, you you actually want to look for advice. You want to search um, education stuff and people going to with the mindset of investing in their attention into this specific thing they're looking at. So if you're on that platform, you're more like you're positioned as a different person, as just the entertainer uh, on on right. another platform, which is yeah. I can relate to that definitely. And when you're that entertainer, it's harder to monetize, which shouldn't necessarily be your main focus. Emma, do you know Jay Yang by any chance? Jay Yang Inspires on Twitter? Yes, I think I came across his profile once. I had a conversation with him yesterday and he helped me out a lot with my brand. And there's a a main point that I took away from the call and it's that uh, you need to find your, your authenticity and your correct messaging through expanding your time horizon. And so I've always been looking at it, and this was a huge revelation for me, was uh, I'd look at my growth as like, oh, I need to blow up by this date and I'm just gonna make the best optimized content, which sure, you know, that's a, that's a game plan, but when you're authentic and when your messaging is on point and you're resonating with one specific type of person, not everybody, you don't, you're not an entertainer anymore. Sure, like people might like you and they might watch you for fun, but you're an educator. You're helping them with something. And that's where the money is. And not, I'm not saying that's the main goal here to make money, but it definitely allows you to make a bigger impact if that's your full-time gig is being a creator and having that program or that course or whatever it may be. So it's it's really just a long-term game. That's like the biggest realization I've had recently. Long-term down investment. For me, I don't know what Trump feels and Matt feels. For me, it's like an easy decision because I'm not that like, I'm not that funny and performative. <laughs> so I knew that I'm not going to be an entertainer. Um, so I was like, okay, the other route is probably more, more educational stuff and I can teach. Um, so that was kind of like how I ended, landed on that education route. And I I can see that for somebody who can be really like, charismatic and like performative and just funny and really deliver a good show uh to be like trying to choose between the two routes like should we should I go for more like entertaining content because it gains a lot of um attraction or the other route that's more like dense and and just like knowledge based I will I, I love yeah, that thank you for pulling that quote in Matt no problem. Yeah. Shout out Jay Yang, by the way. Jay Yang is a huge inspiration to me. Love everything. Everything his brand stands for. And I was, if this was just Trung and I on a podcast, I'd usually just uh, go over the top. Cause what happens is I play a, I play a persona, the entertainer, right? I play this 
over the top. Like how I'm talking to you now is not how I record my reels. If you go to my Instagram at the Matt Harriman, you'll see this over the top personality where I use these big numbers to bring people in. Today's video did not do very well because there just wasn't any value in it, which is me admitting that by the way, but it was, oh, what was the hook? It was Mark Zuckerberg's clothes make him $190 million a day. That's the kind of stuff that you get stuck making if you want to be an entertainer because that's what people care about. So yeah, but anyways, I mean, authenticity and messaging and nailing that messaging is really just the most important thing, in my opinion, if you want to be in the creator space for a very long time, because otherwise you're going to burn out and people are going to just not respect you because they don't know. You. So. I, I totally believe that too. Um, I think for me, it's I'm in the phase of like working on my messaging for sure. Um, but very excited for this. Um, I feel like X is really good. Um, no matter like what the platform could be, because I know a lot of people would say a lot of things and their opinions about the platform, but it will always just be a good place to um, network and see what people's raw thoughts are. Because when people, people don't really build in, build in public and any other platforms much, they usually already have a really curated content that gets put out. So, yeah. So networking is probably a big thing for me next. Sweet. Um, so we're reaching the 45 minute mark. We could talk all day with Emma. She's really cool. <laughs> um, but I think... I think it's time to wrap it up. Um, thank you so much for hopping on with us, Emma. You're absolutely amazing. We're, we're going to link your socials in the description. So please go follow Emma and go watch her spaces. Um, but yeah, and Trung, again, thank you. This wouldn't be an episode of The Elevated State if I didn't do this. If you're still watching right now, oh you're gosh. a legend. Make sure to send me, Trung, or Emma DM just letting us know you are still here. You're still here. Just, you're a legend. You just need to know that. You got to know that now. So, without further ado, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace. Peace. <laughs> awesome. See?